Okay, I think we're good to start. Welcome to the Empty Glass Podcast. This is Matt. This is Stefan. Do you think um, for most people, like outside of us, do you think they usually refer, like if they were to couple us together, do you think they would refer to us as Stefan and Matt or Matt and Stefan? I would feel like Matt and Stefan um, because isn't that alphabetical? That, that's not usually what goes through people's heads. Like sometimes, uh, like in my head, honestly, Stefan and Matt sounds good. And it's, it's not some bullshit like, oh, I'm the sub, he's the, he's the dominant or something like that. But it's just like a like long name followed by short name sounds better. I guess maybe because my sister, well, no, my sister has a one syllable name and I don't know. I just, it just Stefan and Matt sounds fine. Matt and Stefan also sound fine. Yeah. I don't, I, mean, I don't know. To me, like I immediately just go right into, um, alphabetical and M become M comes before S, but Stefan and Matt doesn't sound, but I don't know. It's just harder to say Matt and Stefan, Stefan and Matt, Stefan and I Matt mean, feels forced. I, I only ask cause like I was watching like, Rhett and Link. And it's just like, for that, it's like, okay, obviously they have the first and then the last, like, you know, the names are pretty like solid and stuff yeah, like that. So, sure. so, like, so I was just wondering like for us, if that works that way. And I mean, technically, I guess you could go off of like, I'm older, but I really don't think, I don't know. It's just, I guess whatever sounds right, honestly, to you, Matt and Stefan sounds right. And to me, Stefan and Matt sounds right. So I guess there we go. We were both, uh, polite to each other which is well all it looks like the, the what the fuck pl- is that an explosion pl- yeah i was about to say it looks like the world is <laughs> is getting destroyed around us but yeah this is just like a loop video it's supposed to go on for like 10 hours or something um yeah yeah so for anyone listening to the audio version of this podcast and not watching on twitch or watching a like archived video seven has kind of a new background going on uh because previously it was just our profiles which uh we need to spruce up our profile pictures honestly but uh I like yeah, the teacup, last... and I like the fact that you're that you're the Joker. It's cute because I'm Uncle Bingo. But uh, yeah, he has like a a background playing of like all of like space, and then I was we're watching it for a little while. I'm like, okay, this is pretty chill. Then all of a sudden, a fucking explosion happens. Like, what the shit? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, there it goes again. Or no, that's just the supernova. All right. So, what do you think about uh, the what do you think about the Lord of the Rings trailer? Yeah, so before we talk about that, um, I wanted to mention the fact that, you know, I was watching this Super Bowl, the trailer showed up, and I, like a, you know, like friends would, I asked you, like, hey, man, did you see that trailer? And like a uh, money-whoring pimp, you were like, yeah, save it for the podcast. And I, I was literally, all I was going to say is, looks interesting. <laughs> that's, yeah, I know. That's kind of like what I was going to lead up to as well. You 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 did leave it with a question mark, so you're like save it for the podcast. But I was just like, I'm like, I mean, I wasn't gonna have a full theoretical discussion over it. I was just gonna say like, yeah, it looks interesting. That's literally all I felt about it. Well, I mean, um, I just don't know exactly what they're gonna do. I don't know if they're gonna be taking a bunch from the Silmarillion because that's all they got now, or yes. What? So like, I was gonna go in depth with you like now. I was just saying at the time, I was like, you know, Oh, at the time you just, that was was a one track thing, but you were like, you were just going to only say it was cool. I feel you. I got you. Yeah. I was going to like send you a text. Like, Oh my God, Stefan, I got in a car accident. I'm missing my left leg. You're like, dude, dude, save it for the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, nah. So I watched trailer and, uh, like said, interesting. I've never been the biggest Lord of the Rings fan. I like the movies quite a bit. Um, I don't watch them yearly like some people do, 
the last time I watched Lord of the Rings was with you when we were probably about 15. Yeah. Uh, did we watch the extended editions? Uh, yes, we did. And we've recounted this story multiple times because uh, yeah, that's we've when I was about sleep deprived and stuff. Yeah. That's when you said it was the big battle scene on Return, of, Return the King, of the King. And you were falling. We were both taking turns on falling asleep during that movie. And uh, you were like, I figured it out. Gandalf is Prometheus's sister's boyfriend's ex-husband or something like yep. that. Yeah. Um, so good sisters, times. Aunts, cousins, something. No, nah, I think I read the first time, but uh, okay. that was, <laughs> that was basically the last time I watched those movies. And I, I was talking to a friend of mine about Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. And he's just like, it's kind of weird them doing it without Tolkien. And I said, well, the thing about that is Tolkien made a fucking, steel meridian which is just like the entire universe how it works the lore which is just it's basically a bible for a fictional universe honestly like yeah it, it has everything you need so even without tolkien as long as they follow the kind of rules and universe that he created in that book i'm sure that it'll be okay sure it'll be fine yeah, visually Visually, you can tell Amazon's putting every cent into it because it's by far its best looking show, even though, you know, it being all CGI, you can still notice it, but it still looks pretty interesting. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I the CGI doesn't bother me. When it's well done, it's like fine. Oh, yeah. No, it's just like you think of the original Lord of the Rings things and you're like, it barely needed any CGI because New Zealand is just the most gorgeous place in the world. But of course, like for a giant waterfall, it's like way bigger than any waterfall should be it's you do notice like oh okay yeah it's cgi but whatever it's not bad it's not bad cgi by any means and it's not a deterrent for me watching the show right that's all i was gonna say right 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 hey but you know i'm excited for it i really hope that they uh they get some good you know creds and hopefully they take the story in interesting places because it would be nice to see um more in universe and I, I guess, like they're saying, this is even before the Rings of Power are even made. So I bet it's leading up to how the Rings of Power were made. More, oh, yeah, like, Morgoth and all of the, all that shit. I mean, in the trailer, you see them breaking apart a uh, rock like it was the beginning of like collecting the ore or something like that uh, for the rings. Right. I don't know the full behind the scenes stuff. Right. But uh, I did. I did play the Shadow Mortar or so. Uh, no, a little bit. Yeah, Shadow of Mordor was a great game. Uh, yeah, and the second one was a grind fest, but still like I never played the second one. It was really good, and then got real bullshit at the end. That's but it was better than the first game. It's That's starting good to know. off good to know. It's yeah, greed uh, got the better of it, unfortunately. But while we're on the topic of trailers, um, I want to talk about a specific trailer. This one you will probably not be too aware of, but. Uh, before I do that, I kind of wanted to mention um, a lot of movies are really obsessed with nostalgia, aren't they? Especially when they're built on franchises. And this just isn't a dig at Jurassic Park. It's not just a dig at Disney or anything like that. This, there's a dig on every movie currently nowadays is doing that. Like the Halloween movies did that. Um, which I don't think we were doing the podcast when Halloween kills the last one came out. So I just no. want to take a second to say the movie's absolute fucking garbage. Damn. Um, but yeah, I mean like a lot of these movies are like banking on nostalgia and like banking on like old actors that were like in their um, previous properties 
super hard. Uh, Doctor Strange alluded to possibly Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart? Yes, Patrick Stewart coming back Pat- as... Patrick Stewart? Yeah, coming in as Professor Charles Xavier for Doctor Strange. Eluded. Oh. It, it said maybe. But I'm just like... My, okay, guys, this has sort of been done before. <laughs> I'm just, you know, how yeah. many times how many times can you be impressed an actor wants to pick up a paycheck? Like, honestly. True that, man. And, and it's, it's just kind of, it is a funny thing because you think about it and you're just like, you know, I certainly have this as well, where it's like, oh my God, they're bringing back, you know, Mark Hamill, Pele, Luke, or they're doing this or that. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, why is this such a hard thing for me to grasp? It's an actor just picking up a paycheck from the most, like one of the most, uh, profitable businesses in the out there like why is that why was that such a groundbreaking thing it's like at on one hand you're like it's the idea of it man it's the idea of this character being brought back to us on the screen it's like i guess, I <laughs> this guess is, once yeah. again i've talked about this funny so i'm not i'm not digging at it i'm just it is just a i'm thinking of my own thought process and kind of relating it to how i feel now um because where this is Currently at, the one thing I really do want to dig at is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Netflix trailer. I didn't see it. Have you heard of it? No, not even a little bit. I I didn't even realize that they were doing any sort of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot. Uh, Well, so here's the thing. Uh, First off, as as, as some of you may not know, whoever's listening to this, uh, I do like horror quite a bit. um, More than Stefan. Definitely. Yeah. You know, you know, you've, you've not been one to shy away from some horror and stuff like that. It's just never been your cup of tea as much as it's been my, uh, IV that I put into my soul. Yeah. I'm just not as nearly attached to horror as a genre. They're fun. I do enjoy horror movies, but yeah. And you could almost say that horror started off the whole bringing back old characters, you know, 30 years later, because, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street was doing that with their people. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis has come back for Halloween H2O and stuff like that. Like, if you think about it, they may have started that trend to begin with. Um, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre trailer, I watched it and I have never been so embarrassed for a franchise, honestly. <laughs> and I saw the Jurassic Park Dominion trailer and I was pretty embarrassed over that too. But the Texas Chainsaw Massacre trailer is so awful. It is so bad. It is 100% ripping off, uh, what Halloween not kills the, the recent Halloween 2018 Halloween did where it's like, like even a shot for shot thing of like, they bring back the original character because in this, you know, for Halloween, it was Jamie Lee Curtis and she has long white hair and she's like, I've been waiting to hunt him down. And the exact same thing happens in the trailer with the girl who was supposed to be Sally, the main girl from the original movie, but that actress died. So it's completely recasted person. And they're trying to do with the same vitriol of like, I'm going to get Leatherface this time. Um, and then there's even a part of the end where Leatherface enters a party bus and there's a bunch of uh, woke people that bust out their phones and they're like, go ahead and do it, bro. You're going to be so canceled. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is the worst shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Hearing that makes me think that it's immediately worse than I was excited for the Jurassic Dominion trailer. Fuck it. I'll get to that. I will get to that in a second, you, you dear sir. The, but I'm having... That. This is Matt's horror moment. This, I'm but catching no, everybody I mean, up just, the horror I, I'm sure you have your, what I'm trying to say is I'm sure you have your gripes about the Jurassic Park trailer and we'll get to that. But from the sound of it, it sounds like the Halloween trailer is already way worse off. Next Chainsaw Massacre trailer. 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre trailer is already yeah. way worse off. Yeah, it's oh, dude, it's really just embarrassing. Like I said, just awful. Um, and then like, you know, I'm going to talk about horror a little bit more here. If you haven't seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is fucking like gritty, realistic, terrifying, and like surprisingly not as gory as people would expect. It's very a lot of things is more left to the imagination than actually shown. And right. I watched the trailer for the new for the new. Damn it, you have me do it now for the new uh, Texas Chainsaw movie. <laughs> I got you, bitch. And uh, you know they show like a CGI kill of like a hammer going to someone's head, which looks bad. They show a whole bunch of like. I looked at their age. They're they're our age. They're, they're definitely millennials, but they're being portrayed as like Zoomers. Um, so they're all like, "Yeah, we're gonna fix this town up and make it fresh." I'm just like, dude. I it's like I think about it. It's like, is this what people? Is this what our parents felt like when they were watching a movie and they portray like hippies of like, oh, we're gonna smoke a blunt? <laughs> it's like, was it that probably. bad, or is, or is our generation just that much worse? <laughs> I think it was probably that bad, and our generation is that much worse. I think it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column column B. I I think what it is is just really lazy. It's like you need to write something to fill like a character archetype, and so it's like I'm gonna take what's generic in our, in the zeitgeist of currently what's going on, you know, what an old person think the quote unquote youth of today is. And then I think it, the thing that makes it worse is because, you know, we have the internet now. So they're like, Oh, we see all these zoomers. So like the idea of how kids are outside of like inside the internet is now adults depiction of us. And it's just awful. <laughs> so <laughs> or not even adults, like, cause I, these people are age probably making the movie as it is now, but it's just such a disconnect. Um, like I said, just really embarrassing. Uh, I can't, I'm probably going to watch it just so I could be angry at it. And I've seen all the terrible Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. So I might as well add this one to the count. Fuck it. Fuck I saw it. the one, I saw the one Matthew McConaughey. That one was shit. Fuck it. Hey, yeah. um, so tell me what you thought about the Jurassic world trailer or whatever it's called now. Jurassic park trailer, the new one. Dominion. Dominion. Um, Dominion. I, I thought the line at the end where Jeff Goldblum is like, why do they always got to make it bigger? And I'm just like, because they want to turn a profit, Jeff. Like, what what the fuck do you think we're doing here? Like, of course they make it bigger because they always want to make different sequels. And it's just the, the line with Sam Neill and Chris Pratt say the same, don't move. And I'm like, is anyone freaking out about this? Like, do people who've already lived through watching, you know, Star Wars, you know, Luke, Leia, and Han coming back and then watching Marvel do its connected thing is like, the people who have witnessed this kind of stuff freak out that Sam Neill, who hasn't probably had a paycheck in 20 years, like is saying the same line with Chris Pratt. Yeah. I, I, I just, my sister even texted me. She's like, Oh my God, that Jurassic park trailer. I'm just like, yeah, just not feeling it, but it might to kind of say my piece here. I haven't liked any of the Chris Pratt Jurassic park movies. Like I, I can see why people would like it. I don't, I personally have just never been for me. I, in fact, even the original Jurassic Park sequels, I didn't really care for the, the first Jurassic Park has always been the quintessential, just best version and nothing else has like lived up to it since then. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park three, I would say Jurassic Park one and two are in my book the most. Two, two is fun because of Jeff. Two, two is fun because it takes it to new places and it does kind of feel like a different story. Kind three of, but, three is yeah. a good now look three Jurassic Park three is a good movie, no, but it not. gets it gets ruined by 
the screaming lady and the screaming guy, the idiot parents type uh, archetype that are looking for their son. I can agree to that. Yeah. That like, uh, if they weren't as completely fuck, it, it's literally what's her name from Indiana Jones and the temple of doom. Oh, you Winry. know, it's like yeah. Winry from, yeah. 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 I mean, and I do want to correct myself or not correct myself, but I do like Sam Neill a lot. I actually do kind of like him as an actor. The man was Merlin in that TV special, which I watched a lot when I was a kid. Um, so it wasn't the fact that it was Sam Neill talking along Chris Pratt, but it was just such an eye rolling moment because that's kind of going back to what I was saying earlier. It's just all these movies now that have previously existed for the past 10, 20, 30, 50 years, whatever. All they do is just wink at you the entire time. Could you yeah. imagine just going on a date and the person is just constantly winking at you the entire time? You know, they pull out a little, a little tech deck. They wink at you pretty hard. Cause it's like, Hey, remember tech decks? I mean, honestly, that would be pretty interesting and hot, but <laughs> it's just one of those things of like too much of that is like, all right, like give me something new here. You don't have to repeat your entire, you know, 50 years worth of content and scripts just to kind of get a, you know, force of movement out of me, a force of BM out of me. That's I'm sorry for that, but you know, yeah. Um, I think there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. And most people take the route of doing doing it the wrong way, which in my book is showing all your hand, showing your hand of cards before you've even gotten to play your round. So um, Spider-Man did it right by, um, it well, obviously we, it, it almost it, did. It almost went I too mean, far. It, it did. And I mean, obviously like the hype, like everyone knew what was going to happen, but we're in an era of trilogies ending. So this will be the Chris Pratt Jurassic Park movies. And this will be its last go. Um, for the foreseeable future, since the one before this one came out in like 2017 or 18, so it has been four or five years. Did you um, watch the last Jurassic Park? I did. It, I thought it was awful. I thought it was really one of the worst. Like that movie was just not written super well. Uh, the there were plenty of like annoying characters, and that little girl, uh, spoilers, who decides to doom humanity to dinosaur. This is like ripping them apart just because they're like her and was a clone. It's just really silly. I, I thought I could not, I could not fathom that. And I get it. It's all an allegory for like protecting life and blah, blah, blah. But it's just realistically, it's like, it's not the little girl's decision to kill. It's like, Oh, this new movie will probably be like, there were surprisingly little dinosaur fatalities than we would have thought. It's like, no, there would have been a lot. There's, there should be a lot of dinosaur deaths. The things are massive, you know, even a, even a vegetarian one can just accidentally step on you. And it's just the way things are. I think they're going to cover that in the next movie. But back to my point, um, my point is that no, you know, you. when you when you show that you're going to have these OG characters come back, sometimes it works to do it right off the bat and sometimes it doesn't. Um, I think Jurassic Park could have at least maybe held off a couple of the characters. Like we know Jeff Goldblum is going to come back because he was at the end of the last one. Um, but you know, like Sam Neill and whatever the lady actress's name is, Laura Palmer, I, th I think they, is her name. Yeah. They, um, it would have been nice if they would have maybe held off on that until the actual movie came out. Maybe. Well, they had to show them because 
it, you know, it's been almost five years since the last movie. I don't movie think came so, out. because even though it's been five years since the last movie came out, when the last movie came out, it was like the top rated box office movie. Like people know Jurassic Park, just like they know Spider Man. Yeah, like but also, else. Chris Pratt has gotten a lot of flack and stuff like that. So uh, uh, he wasn't yeah, a movie seller that he was, you know, even three years ago. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Which. I don't know any of the shit he's been through, honestly. Like, I don't know any of the. He's just religious. That. He's just he's like openly religious, and he's he's. Oh said well, fucking crucify him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's he's just said some pretty he's just said some pretty interesting stuff, uh, as far as I know. I really don't know what the T is on that. I might, well, I might look it up. Interestingly enough, because you know, here I am. Here I made some notes today in case uh, for possible topics. And I actually do have something related to a religion, so I'm gonna fucking jump over to that topic now, if that's okay. Do you have a go for it? Go for it. Great. (laughs) So, uh, have you heard about the uh, baptizing fiasco? Yeah, have you heard about that? (laughs) What? Uh, There apparently, I think it was in Arizona. There was a priest that was incorrectly baptizing people. I, I. I forgot the exact specifics of it, but essentially instead of saying like we hereby baptize you, he was saying like, I hereby baptize you or a flip on that or something like he, he got the, we or the, the singular and the plural or God, whatever part of it mixed up. And so the Catholic church came out and said that on a technicality, every single person that he baptized with that line are not actually baptized. (laughs) And Jesus, I, yeah, literally, Jesus was upset at himself, and uh, I, I can't help but think because you know I'm not religious really anymore. I'm I'm agnostic. I'm pretty solid in that, and I believe you are agnostic as well, or just kind of like a whatever thing as well. I'm just kind of like whatever, yeah, yeah. So, but we both grew up in religious settings, you know. Oh, both absolutely, yeah, absolutely. To, yeah, both of our parents went to church a lot. You were probably dragged to church more than I was, but you know, from the get go, I was never. I think I was more disinterested in church before you. I don't know. We haven't really talked I don't, about that. I've been disinterested in church from the day I went, started going. So I oh, mean, great. Then we're the I, same yeah, we were in a, we were like, I was raised in a Catholic church environment and uh, I knew that the shit that was being told to me was pretty bad and wrong. Um, but I just went with it because it was what my parents was, you know, it's like what they were doing. So I didn't want to disrespect that. And I knew it was a job for them. I knew that that was like a source of income. I was able to comprehend that. So yeah, I stopped, I stopped dad. going to, ch- I stopped, I stopped going to church when I was 13, maybe. Ah, uh, must be nice. Well, yeah, actually, kind of actually I was, I was like 12 um, because that's when my parents like quit the Catholic church and they were like, that was fucked up. And we were all kind of like, yep. That does sound like something your parents would say. Um, but what I wanted to say is that, you know, as agnostic people, we were still, we still have an idea of the mindset of someone who is religious and Christian and stuff like that. So my, my thought process is why would the Catholic church come out and say, um, technically these people are not baptized because that is a big deal to people who are in that sect because essentially it means you are doomed to go to hell if you die or something like that or you're um or you've been technically living a lie like it's it's not a it's like why couldn't they just say something along the lines of the priest had the intention of god in his heart and he bestowed it to his 
to these people, even if the words are technically not correct. God, who is a higher being, spoke through him. But they're like, nope, he didn't say the right incantation. You all are fucked. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. I, I don't know what the intricacies are like in, in a religious environment because um, similar to that of like law, there are religious laws, I guess, and ways you're supposed to say things. So I guess it makes sense. But that's trippy. And where did this happen? In Georgia? I think Arizona, but in Arizona, I mean, it sounds like, like Midwest. it sounds like whoever uh, made this into a big deal either has way too much time on their hands or they're just way too fucking Bible thumping over there. And I can't decide on which one it is. Yeah. Uh, so it was an Arizona priest uh, used one wrong word in baptism for decades, uh, okay. which means every single one of them is invalid uh, during baptisms in both English and Spanish. Um, the priest used the phrase, we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He should have said, I baptize. Yeah, so that was literally it. Wow. Um, I don't know what to say. Because <laughs> essentially it's like, it's not, it's, it's not the people that are blessed by God to baptize a child. It is the priest who has been ordained by God. It's just like, man, what a stickler. <laughs> like. That's um, like that's like somebody telling me like, hey, the past uh, five years of commercials you've done are invalid because you said prices vary while supplies last, not prices may vary while supplies la- supplies last. That's what it seems like to me. It's like, yeah. damn, dude, that guy's probably sweating bullets, and like, <laughs> I don't, I hope, I hope that priest gets to sleep well at some point because. That sounds like um, a lot of fucking stress and anxiety because I mean, no matter what, it's a place of work for the guy, you know? So, well, Stefan, I have some bad news for you. So he's uh, no longer, he's no longer a priest. Is that what nope, you're going to tell he me? He is not, uh, he's no longer a priest. Well, um, there you go. So that makes me feel so bad because, you know, on, I'm going to look at the positive here. I'm not usually the positive guy when it comes to the, to any situation. Or oh my including God. Our podcast, hey guys, but, everybody pay attention right now. This is where he's going to be extremely positive. Matt has something positive to say. This is okay. Rare. Shut the fuck up. But anyway, like I do feel like if he is, you know, the kind that just generally is a kind priest, you know, hasn't diddled any altar boys or anything like that. Not saying all of them do. I'm just making a joke, but I'm just saying, uh, in this situation, he probably feels terrible that he has damned some people because within 10 years, at least one of them had to have died. If he's a full true believer, then he probably feels bad that he uh, damned somebody. If he, you know, isn't necessarily a believer, he probably has every single insane, once again, not all Christians, but they're insane people in anything. There's insane agnostics. I'm probably one of them. Um, But he probably has insane religious people essentially wanting to like, murder the guy for how dare he make a simple mistake. Do you think there was really that much backlash? I mean, I guess enough for a story to be. Yeah. I mean, I haven't looked in that fully because, you know, I just want to maintain whatever shred of humanity I hope there is in the world. Uh, But I could totally imagine people being completely livid and just wanting to uh, start something. It probably doesn't help that he was a bilingual priest I don't know. Like, I just, I don't want to, I honestly don't want to read into it too much. I did think it was interesting and I, I did want to kind of hear your opinion uh, on it as well, since we both grew up in a similar background, similar ish. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. Great. Then that's a great conversation. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, thank you, Priest, for being a topic that we can use to profit off of, you know, once we thank start getting a sponsor. No sponsors right now, but we are halfway through the episode, so I do want to remind people to go to theemptyglasspodcast.com. Again, that's theemptyglasspodcast.com, and there you can find us um, on all the social media and the apps that you can listen to, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Great plug. I, mean, I was going to say it was shit, but as long as you think it was good, that's all that matters. Great plug, yeah. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google, we're on Audible. We're not on Audible, I'm sorry. We're on Amazon, uh, we're on YouTube. Yes. Um, so, Stefan, not. Yes, I'm to bring into the EmptyGlassPodcast.com. Yeah, so uh, I've covered my... I, I saw some topics and stuff like that, but uh, did you have anything? I've kind of nominated those. That's fine, man. No, not really. <laughs> Other than, um, I guess this is why this is why I prepared because I'm used to this. Yeah. Um, only like little bit of news, I guess, in my life outside of work, um, is I've been toying around a little bit with Unreal Engine Five, and I think you and I have talked about this off podcast, but I'm starting to get pretty damn good at it. Yeah, you sent me that uh, that video. That was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, very much a test, but. Working with motion capture is interesting because I'm using, well, it's the first generation Oculus Rift that I bought from you. And oh. it, it does pretty good as far as, you know, getting the like basic track done. Um, but if I ever did want to get a little more, I guess, insane with the tracking I'm doing, I have a couple different options. That's to either go with the Oculus Quest 2 um, mm. which is great in the way that it will track my hands and my fingers to a T and um, just have a better overall motion capture type experience. My other option, which is a very interesting option, is to buy an Xbox One Connect. Oh, so you could be like uh, Paranormal Activity 4, the ghost room. Kind of. Um, so in... If I get the Xbox Connect, it's about a hundred dollars cheaper for that setup than it is to get a, a uh, Oculus Quest Two. Um, but the trade-off is is that it won't track my fingers super super well. Um, it's more for like general body imposing and stuff. But then I wouldn't have to wear. There wouldn't be too much. Have you watched? Uh, by the way, that's a question for. I want you to answer in just a second. But have you watched a show called Tim Robinson or the Tim Robinson show called I Think You Should Leave? I've seen clips of it. Um, I've heard oh, raving okay. reviews about it. I am not a comedy person, so it's a hard sell for me, uh, as previously stated. And it is definitely, I can appreciate the comedy in it, but it's not something I would go out and watch. Yeah. Uh, I just quoted a lot because there's a certain sketch there where he's like, there's too much fucking shit on me. And that's what I feel like when I wear um, the VR stuff when I'm doing motion capture because there's just too mm -hmm. much fucking shit on me. So, um, I'm kind of like porque no es dos, you know. That's in that sense. Like, um, what I think I might do is actually get the connect next, and then just do kind of like blend of animation to get started with, and then maybe get a, a go, an Oculus Go, or I say Go, but a Quest Two, and kind of blend those together. But it's just crazy that you know. I wish I could go back in time to uh, 15 year old me and be like, hey man, in like. 11 12 years you're gonna be freaking doing motion capture on your computer like in your in your studio 
and just like on your computer you're not going to need to go to like a motion capture stage or like wear the dots on all over your body in a in a black morph suit like no it's just going to be as easy as using an old xbox connect and i can't believe that um there's so many like developers and people who back these as options i.e like the oculus and connect because you know it's like there it's it's crazy that we literally have affordable 3D cameras um, that we're using. And I'm used to having the separate cameras, but I know that in the Oculus Quest, they're actually built into the VR headset, right? Like you don't have to, you don't ever have to hook it up to your computer, right? No, you don't have to, but um, the tracking is pretty shoddy when it comes, because I mean, that's the price to pay for it. Like you give up external tracking for all internal tracking. Right. But you have a quest one. So I wonder if it's any better on the quest two. I heard it's a little bit better, but at the end of the day, you still don't have external tracking. So, you know, light, light and shadows are so really important. You need to have like a well-lit area and stuff like that. Um, I mean, that's, that's just, that's what you that, like i said that's the sacrifice that you pay for it's the same for switch you get lower graphics for the ability to be noble not noble <laughs> mobile so noble you're very noble if you own a nintendo switch everybody yeah and i knight you all idiots enjoy we knight we knight all of you but um for anybody out there um who is not as good at like coding and stuff because i really can't do that i can do some basic stuff but if you want to work in like a more visually based, like real time area to work with 3D, uh, Unreal Engine 5 all the way. Yeah, this episode is sponsored by Unreal Engine 5. Just kidding, we're broke as shit. Yeah, no, um, we're not sponsored by Unreal Engine 5. That's a goddamn lie. Hey, maybe one day, uh, you know, keep those podcasts up. Let's buddy. just do it. Yeah, let's keep going. Uh, so, okay. Enneagrams. Am I saying that right? Enneagrams. You know about that? What? Like the person, the personality test, like where you're like ENTJ or like INTJ yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, me being on dating apps and shit like that, uh, that's that's gained a lot more popularity, and you see a lot of people listing out their personalities. Have you ever taken this test? Um, I think I took it once in college, like in a student development class. Okay. Uh, I. Don't know how to feel about it, honestly, because have you taken I, it? I actually took one uh, a couple nights ago because I was like, you know, I didn't mind in like high school and stuff like that, and I think I even took one at uh, community college as well. Uh, and then, you know, last night I was like, okay, it's been a while. I feel like I'm a generally different person. I took it, and I got. <sighs> I don't. I don't know how to feel about those tests because I. I I'm always terrible with tests because like when i get like those you know how do you feel on a scale of one to ten and here's a situation the situation is never specific enough for me and this is probably more of a description of my personality uh that i probably could get a test but maybe i'm just not getting it i don't know but every time i'm given like a set of feelings it's like how likely are you to approach someone for help it's like well what's the situation you know did they fucking trip on a potato or do they have a pole launched to their head like what what level are we going here? So it's just one of those situations that there's never a base given to it. So I always feel like I'm answering wrong. So the, right. so the answer I got back the other day, for example, was intellectual, not trying to flex or anything like that, but it's just basically like, you're always in your own head. You're over, you overthink a lot of things. I'm like, okay, 
yeah, I do overthink a lot of things sometimes, but there's plenty of times that I have jack shit going through my head and I'm not thinking of anything and I'm literally just existing. So I, I don't feel like it fully fits me and stuff like that. But I will say it is a better option to pick than, um, you know, just saying, you know, this is in the scope of a dating app, whatever. It is a better option than saying, I'm a cancer. Because, yes, cancer, you know, I'm not going to go into the bullshitness of anything. But at least for a personality test, you are giving actual answers of how you feel about certain topics to certain leveling degrees. Like, you are probably more likely to see how someone is off of a personality test like that rather than a generic, you know, blanketed description of people born on a certain day. Right. Um, I I think it's, yeah, like astrology is a little more... Um general but there actually is um like a more in-depth version of astrology where you can find out where you have like different things about i don't know i don't i don't know the intricacies intricacies of it my sisters do both of them know all about it um i just know that there's like a like a moon you have a moon in a different sign you have like a rising in a different sign so to me they are kind of one in the same i don't necessarily think one's worse or one's better they just are um but, oh yeah, that's that's not my uh, argument at all for it. I'm right. just, I'm just, it's more a curiosity off the personality test and how. Did you get the same results from your personality test that you got when you were in high school slash college? No, because I think every th- every time I took it, I've gotten a different answer, and that just goes the more like you know, my brain will think of a different situation each time I answer the question. So one time, I think the first time I took it, I was incredibly empathetic. And then yesterday when I took it, I was incredibly not empathetic. And I was like a fucking walking thesaurus. I was like, what's up, gutter boy? Yeah, what's up? Gutter boy, what do you feel about, you know, these empath personality tests, whatever? Yeah. Um, So you do not score the same type? No. Uh, Maybe I'm just bipolar or have a psychotic disorder. Very likely. Are you the kind of person that like, if you are taking a test where it's like, what color lightsaber would you have? Would you like retake the test till you get the color you want? No. I mean, I think the last kind of test like that I took was the Harry Potter test that everyone was taking back in the day where it's like, what house are you? And I got oh. Ravenclaw and I was like, cool. Yeah, I'm down with Ravenclaw. Yo, what the fuck? We embarrassed Gutter Boy. Well, no, that's we probably. Didn't. Yeah, we did. Oh, no, there he is. Let me see. <laughs> nice. What's up, everybody at, at Gutter Boys work? Gutter, gutter boy, gutter boy, gotta put it down. Yeah, you can you can Wash them now. motherfucking dishes. <laughs> I'm sorry, gutter boy. He's he's like an embarrassing dad. You just have to kind of put up with it. Well, um, the times I've taken that test, I've, I've been the same every single time I've taken that like Meyer Briggs personality test. Really? Uh, yeah. Which is, so do you remember like kind of what archetype you were? Yeah. Well, I don't remember what they stand, the what the, what the fucking things stand for, but I was INTJ, if that means anything. INTJ. You know what? I'll do some, I'll do a little research. Yeah. Do well, some actually, research for me. I think INTJ is probably the most common one I personally seen. Oh my God. Yeah. The architects. Um, which ironically, I think it says is rare, but I literally see a lot of people with this shit. <laughs> what? How can I be rare and also the most common at the same time? I don't know. People like to feel special or some dumb bullshit. 
Uh, let's go straight to romantic relationships. Sure, why not? Talk, like, yeah, we didn't have a Valentine's Day episode this year, so... Yeah, because Valentine's Day blows, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see. It might not come as... Fuck surprise. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, if anyone, uh, if anyone needs a day to tell the person that they like that they like him or love them, uh, maybe you should, you should uh, check some things out. But Maybe you should do that today. Yeah. Do it today. So people with the archetype INTJ personality type approach romance the way they do most challenges strategically and with clear cut goals and a plan for reaching them. And in a purely rational world, blah, blah, blah. They like taking, they like pegging. Ew. What the Seven. fuck are you saying? Stefan, I didn't know you were into pegging. That's kind of, it's not healthy, dude. Got to clear those pipes out properly. Looks like we're, uh, we're turning over all the stones on this podcast today. Oh my God, you, Michelle Obama, and Elon Musk are all the same. Oh, and Christopher Nolan. And Vladimir Putin. Oh no. <laughs> oh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Colin Bell and Walter White, a fictional character. You guys are all the same. Wow. Uh, Good to know that if I had to, I could cook meth in a basement. Hey, buddy. Uh, Gandalf the Grey. It's the INCJ type. Hey, no way. That makes sense. He seems pretty yeah. done with fucking Pippin the whole time, and I'm, I feel the same way. And Jay Gatsby. Okay. You know, I could see I could see you trying to be these people. That's cute, man. Hey, so what are you? Because we need to now know your stupid fucking characters. Fuck. Dumb, uh, dumb, dumb. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Does I like, get extra mean? Like I said, it was like the intellectual one, but I forgot exactly the layout of it because... I don't know. It's like Enneagrams are bullshit <laughs> in, in the politest way possible. Of course. Right. Right. Um, uh, hold on. I have to go to my history on my phone. Stefan, Damn it, uh, dude. entertain, ask a question or something. Um, um, uh, uh too much yeah, pressure, not, too much pressure. Easy. Is it? Nah, it's not easy. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into that. I'm going to see if I can figure it out. Um, while I do that, you let me know if you could fucking... What's the latest movie or show you watch that you have opini- opinions about? Go. I watched The Sixth Sense yesterday. To, uh, actually, on Valentine's Day, Rose and I watched The Sixth Sense. Oh, nice. Uh, so hold up. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, honestly, that scene at the end, uh, big spoilers if you didn't watch this movie back fucking 22 years ago, um, where, uh, not, I almost said Jamie Lee Curtis, Haley Joe Osmond's talking to the freaking other lady, his mom, whatever, she's a famous actor, I don't know her name, but you know how he's like telling her that um, like the, the grandma had been moving the pendant and like that whole story, dude, that shit was still like probably the best piece of acting that M night Shyamalan has ever directed just that conversation. Um, but yeah, the movie still holds up. It feels really cool. Um, the, the scares are like, you know, the effects are still really good cause they're practical. Um, but the scares mm-hmm. aren't as, the scares aren't as crazy as it was, you know, when I was a child and I was watching that movie. But, I mean, um, I would say that it's certainly, holds up in the form of cinematography there's a lot of shots in there that it's like damn you know that's pretty that's pretty crazy um but here's a movie i want to before i move away from the sixth sixth sense all i want to say is i do think that m night Shyamalan is a great director in certain Ah. in certain instances 
he had his moments and um i would like to see him kind of go back to that i never watched glass was it good no okay <laughs> how about I the mean, how about the crazy guy one with um, um split yes yeah, yeah. well you know you know glass is a sequel to split right which is all a sequel to unbreakable yeah which unbreakable good movie still holds up uh split really? yeah i mean it's it's slow but you kind of appreciate that because the writing isn't current m night Shyamalan, which is just fucking weird like if you saw old the most recent movie of his i didn't watch all of it but i saw like a bunch of uh i saw a bunch of clips from it of like the dialogue and the writing which is shit that was prominent in signs which i don't like signs um and a whole bunch of his other movies i'm like he's so he has the ability to make good actors be just god awful (laughs) uh which in the happening makes it an entertaining movie to watch because it's so bad that it's just kind of entertaining to watch but it's i don't think that was his intention and i think the fact that he's done it for like eight movies in a row is like all right dude clearly you have a mindset of what you think is an art form of some set that is not good or i i i've seen really weird on regard kind of shit i've seen um i'm thinking of ending things which is the most that director he's done a bunch of movies that are really weird and disjointed all over the place super artsy fartsy kind of shit but it's there's a method to the madness where for m night Shyamalan, it's just kind of if there is a method only he knows it i guess um, you know, so I, I still, I can have respect for him to a certain degree, but he's, he's not a selling point for movies. In fact, he's kind of a turnoff for like whenever I see his name on anything nowadays. Just last night, um, I watched a movie I hadn't seen probably since I was in high school. And, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this movie before. Um, or, and if you have, well, then I guess it's a little more like, um, forward and, more mainstream than I was thinking, but it's a movie called punch drunk love with Adam Sandler. Yes. I've seen it and it's not, it's not super underground. No, I don't, I don't I never thought it was, but what I do think about the movie because I hadn't seen it in probably over a decade, um, is Ah, I, I think that movie was very ahead of its time. I think it's good. It's a good movie. The most interesting yeah. thing that it did was it took a character that Adam Sandler has pretty much been in his comedies, but then gave it just a different scope and it became a very deeper dramatic movie. Yeah, like, does very, that make he's, sense? He's very real. Um, no, no. But what I'm saying is he's still playing the type of characters that he plays. No, yeah, exactly. And, and, exactly. And it's just, exactly. But yeah, yeah. he, he feels a lot more real. Like, when he freaks out, it's from a place of anger and justified anger, not just being silly. And that's what makes the difference. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the it's same like, kind of acting, but instead of the situation being funny, the situation is actually sad. So that's why I think it works. And here's something else about that movie that I really think is cool. I was hmm. trying to put my finger on it, and the movie is like a, it's like a trip. Um, it's like a drug trip. You kind of feel what the character, the main character is feeling. Uh, I think the main character's name is Barry or something. Um, through 
these transitions that are like super musical, even though they're not necessarily like musical in like a constructive way, um, where it's like a normal piece of music, like there's like a weird drum beat and like a drone behind a lot of the scenes, but the like transitions where you'll hear a phone conversation going on or you'll hear like the character still talking and like the screen turns into like this weird, like mesh, like, or this like plasma looking, uh, multicolor technicolor tv looking screen and i was like asking rose i was like why the fuck do they keep going back to that and she she told me she's like i think it's like trying to be like synesthesia like you know when people see colors when they hear stuff and uh i was like yeah, yeah like i guess i kind of picked up on that too i was like i guess that, that is kind of what they're going for but because i hadn't seen the movie in like a decade i just didn't remember fucking anything about it i remember him being sad and weird and like having his fucked up sisters and i was like okay his sisters are fucked up i'm remembering that but um some damn good acting in that movie too and it's just like such a weird film it definitely feels like it should have been made in 2008 or 2009 in the like indie film type era just because of its it's like avant-garde type transitions in music the fact that the camera is like handheld and kind of it's more like guerrilla filmmaking. You can tell that they're just kind of going out there and getting the shots. But that yeah. movie was made in 2002. I'm like, what the hell? This movie's made in 2002? Like, I bet back then people were like, this is a crazy trip, bro. You know, because it feels like something that belongs in the era of like Brick or... um like Birdman or, you know, where it's just like more of avant-garde style filmmaking, almost low budget without being super low budget, but just giving that low budget run and gun type feel. I, I think it's one of those situations where it, it is, you know, like that, like the low budget stuff, but mainstream. Uh, we're talking about punch drunk love, gutter boy. With, yeah. It's uh, a Adam movie. Sandler. It's an Adam Sandler movie from 2002 called punch drunk love. And it's just the it's just a weird trip of a movie. It's got Philip Seymour Hoffman in it, and some other famous people. Uh, Luis Guzman, I think, is it one of the other people in there that I, I recognize who's in a lot of stuff. He, I'm trying to think of what else I've seen him in. He's in a lot of shit. Yeah, but uh, kind of going in the same vein. And I was talking about uh, the I'm thinking of inventing things. Have you? Do you know who uh, Charlie Kaufman is? No. He's a writer-director. Uh, you probably know him best. He wrote Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Okay. Um, but since then, he did two other movies that I know about personally. One is I'm Thinking of Inning Things, which was... I don't know if it was a Netflix movie or if it was just on Netflix. Um, and he also did this other movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman called... I have it up on my phone. I'm going to say it wrong. Sindios, comma, New York. Um, both of those movies are a fucking trip to watch. Um, to put things in perspective for the Philip Seymour Hoffman once in Dosh, New York, it's the character has trouble with his like family and stuff like that. And not only will he see himself, but he'll see like his family members or friends at different points of ages. Like there'll be points where like he sees his daughter, you know, as an, he's talking to her as a woman and all the next second, she's a child. And it's just a situation of like, when you think about it, it's like, Oh, this is like a father, you know, seeing his little girl because it's a way she said something or a way she did something for a split second. Like it's everything that's like shown to you. It's incredibly lit literal for emotions or like nice. just 
way saying ways someone's way of thinking is just like what the actual fuck is happening <laughs> it's such a trip uh i it's one of the situations that i'm sure like not everyone will like it or dig it or anything like that but i, I do think it's interesting to at least kind of like check out maybe watch a scene or two or you know if you what's, have what's it called half, what's it called thing. again Sindios comma new york and then Sindios? the s-y-n-e-c-d-o-c-h-e I don't know what the fuck that word is. <laughs> Neither do I. And then the, Cindio, it sounds like. And then Cindio? the. And then the I'm thinking of many things is uh, boy, it is a fucking. What's it called bummer. again? I'm thinking of any things. I'm thinking of ending things. Ending things. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the same sort of. What, what, what's that movie about? About a breakup, I would imagine. <laughs> Uh, it is hard to say without spoiling, honestly. Um, and I think the less you know about those films, the better. Uh, have, it kind of reminds me, I don't know if it's in the same ballpark, but have you ever seen Just Go or Everything Must Go? The Will Ferrell? It's, Will, it's Will so Ferrell odd. movie, like, yeah. All, all the movies you're recommending are like, yeah, they are kind of like low, not low budget. They're kind of, they are like indie movies, but they're like main, not mainstream, but like a, uh, they're top level indie, you know, it's, yeah, it's I'm not, not, like I'm not trying to nuts. like name indie movies in particular. I'm just saying these movies all kind of have a, the same vibe going for them. Like, well, yeah, it's, it's like, like, it's not an indie film, but it's trying to give you the feeling that it's an indie film. Mm. Yeah. I, like uh, Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd movie where he's uh, con. This is a real life story where he's just conning a uh, writer out of like money for like 30 years or so faking to have a friendship with him. Are you kidding me? No. Uh, this was a Apple TV movie that came out not too long ago. It, yeah, Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd uh, play real-life people that was just a psychiatrist doing a long con, essentially. Damn. Uh, sounds pretty fucked up. And they have the worst Jewish accents oh, <laughs> like no. the entire time. So, oh, no. You know, I'm, I'm talking to... Uh, Oh, what's his what's his fucking name? That the one actor who's like, I'm gonna marry my daughter. Uh, I don't know. Super super famous filmmaker. He had he had his like he he played uh, James Bond technically, and then Awesome Powers was made to make fun of him. Roger God, Moore? No, God damn it, Stephanie. You know Timothy fucking, Dalton? No, not an actual James Bond, but the fucking uh, wood something. It begins with a wood. It has a wood in there. Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Woody, Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God fucking damn it. Wow. Well, Wood brings me to... Uh, oh, give me Wood. It's Wood something. I know it. <laughs> it brings I'm getting me, closer. <laughs> brings me to um, an, uh, a night that... Uh, one of these recent nights here. Uh, Rose and I were like rudely awakened at four in the morning by what sounded like a small child like stomping around in my attic. Um, later to find out that it was probably just like a raccoon or something, but this son of a bitch was relentless. It started at four in the morning. This fucker just started going around, digging around. Like you can hear it digging in different spots and like banging around up there. And, uh, we were starting to go about, it took us, took us about an hour before we started to try to think about doing anything. We like banged on the walls and banged on the ceiling and it would only make it stop temporarily. And then it would go right back to digging. 
So uh, we decided to like turn on, well, the AC system turned on by itself and I noticed it made whatever was up there stop digging. So I went downstairs and like perma turned on the AC system, but like right before going back to sleep, Rose had come formulated this whole fucking short film idea about like this like monster that lives in the attic. Uh, it like starts off as like trying to pass itself as a raccoon and like, you know, like maybe a couple lives in the house and like they try checking it out and they can find like signs of damage or like something being up there, but can never find the actual raccoon. And uh, like- she was like, she was like the, she was like, you know, it would be cool if like someone goes up there to like check on it and then like completely disappears. And, um, it takes like months or even years for like the other like person in the, like in the relationship, whether it's the girl who disappears or the guy who disappears, doesn't really matter. Girl, guy, 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 girl, they, them doesn't matter. And w- decides to finally like must up the courage to go up there and try to see it one night when it's digging around. And like Rose is like, you should make the, the monster look kind of like a raccoon, you know, like deep sunken eyes and all this stuff. And I'm like, damn, you just fucking million dollar film idea right there. Nobody bite it. Uh, well, I was going to say the idea of a monster trying to pass off, like its goal is to pass off as a, ra- a raccoon is yes. pretty fucking hilarious in the sense that like, in my head, what I immediately imagined was like, you know, you hear rustling is like, is there a fucking monster in my closet? Yeah. No, I mean, it's just, it's no, no, no. Huh? It, don't ruin my joke. No. Is that a raccoon? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. And I yeah. mean, it's, it's funny, like, cause it would, it would be a comedic way to introduce a character or the monster without giving away the surprise of what the monster looks like, you know? He can um, still use a lot of the imagination to build the scenes and make them creepy without giving away what the monster looks like. And yeah, the pre- the the premise is silly as it is, but that's how mo- most horror movies are anyways. So if if it could if the movie or the short or whatever it is, if it could just if it could just dominate one fact and that fact being making a raccoon in the attic scary it's it served its purpose because i mean it was kind of scary for us not gonna fucking lie i'm like is there somebody on the roof you know like i was ready to go outside and check it out and like look and see if someone's on the roof like i want to grab the freaking gun (laughs) you know i was like what's happening um that that moment though of of anxiety and adrenaline like if the movie or short or whatever it may turn into can convey at least that I feel like it's horror aspect would really work. And also because you do not have to show the monster until like the very end. I uh, think it's a cool idea, but well, I was like, yeah. damn, you know, for 5am brain Rose has Rose has a filmmaker's mind. It's pretty funny. Well, okay. So have you heard of crypt TV on YouTube? No. Okay. Um, they basically make, way higher budget than they should be um, because it's like YouTube and stuff like that, but they make really cool, high budget, short concept ideas about horror. Um, and they have some really bank, they have some real solid bangers and stuff like that. There's one in particular that your guys' thing reminded me a lot. I'm actually going to text this to you uh, so you can watch it when you have time. It's pretty, it's fairly short. Um, but the idea of it is, I'm just going to spoil it for you, but I recommend watching it because once again, it's short and it is creepy. And it reminded me of your thing. Uh, a dad is, here's his kid calling. He's like, you know, dad, can I get a glass of water? The dad gets up, goes over to his kid's bedroom and uh, to give him a glass of water. And the kid's like completely passed out. He's like, 
And then he hears his kid calling from his bedroom. He's like, Dad? It's like, where are you? And he's like, what? And then he goes in and just sees this fucking... If you could see it on the text, I said, you could actually see the monster. But it's just this fucking weird flesh pillow looking thing. It's like, hi, Daddy. Like, right before it fucking, like, attacks him. Damn, that's creepy. It is creepy. It's really good. I actually love a bunch of their videos because they're all just, like I said... Very original ideas all over the place. Uh, so recommend if, you, if you're ever looking for a short kind of horror binges or something like that, Crypt TV on YouTube. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was a cool idea. Um, might be something I want to make in the future. Who knows? Mm, do it. Why not? You should be the creepy raccoon monster. It, how? Uh, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I nah, just, you should I'm be the you should that. be the exterminator. He just doesn't give a fuck. This just the cynic, essentially. They, they That's like, really, there's no goddamn raccoon. Like, it, if it was in there, it fucking left, and like you're just going crazy. And like, I'm sure your husband is is fine or whatever. He might just like you know like you uh, whatever. He just dumped you. Get over it, type shit. You know. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, no. I swear to God, he like went up there to check it out, and I haven't found him since. And, like, maybe it can show, like, her husband's, like, bones or something. Maybe the raccoon's, like, feeding it to its children or something. Maybe that's, like, the final shot. Like, she kills the she kills the raccoon thing and then, like, goes to bed and it, like, just goes back into the attic and you can see, like, baby raccoons. I mean, the thing is, like, you have to be goofy with it. If you're going to use raccoons, like, you have to be kind of silly, like, a little bit. Like, you still be scary and silly, but with that kind of premise, is like, you gotta, you know, it's like... That video I sent you is perfect. It kind of ends with a kind of comedic kind of thing, like as dark as it is. Right. The, making a demon raccoon is just, you can't avoid it being funny. Yeah, how to funny would degree. it be? How funny would it be if like this demon raccoon, you know, it, it, it gets killed, she kills it, goes to bed and, you know, goes into the attic and they're just like normal baby raccoons, you know, like eating bones and stuff. That'd be pretty great. It could be like the movie Lamb. Where do I find baby raccoons? Um, there's a lot of them here. Just trap yeah. them. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, you know what? We we got our own little raccoon in the fucking chat. Gutter Boy is volunteering to be the little raccoon. Damn. All right. Gutter wants to be the raccoon. Fuck yeah. Hey, Gutter Boy, raccoons belong in our trash pandas, not gutter pandas. All right. We're both dads here. I'm sorry. We're your we're your partner dads that are here to embarrass you in front of all of your cook friends. <laughs> uh all right, but with that, I think uh, I think we're pretty much good for today's episode. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to? Do you have any other topics? Because I'd like to let this run maybe like ten minutes over. Well, I was not aware of that, so sure, why not? Now I had the egg on my face. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I was gonna like, give a shout out because goddamn, I have a fucking addiction, I guess, to video games, or I just get bored with video games. I I don't haven't haven't really played video games too much. But I buy new ones, I play them for like a few hours, and then I, I move on with my life. Uh, but I've been playing the game Sifu a lot. Have you heard of that? Uh, yeah, I've been watching Robbie stream it. Robbie? Sounds like an asshole. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a fucking hard game. It's, it's very right. unforgiving. Um, but incredibly rewarding. If, that, if you like a game like Batman, Arkham Asylum, or something like that, where it's a lot of reactionary, fast action thing, but then you have to get to perfection like you play the same level over and over again to get better and better to the point that you don't die then this is the kind of game for you and if that's not your kind of thing in a game you know i 100 understand that you're a weak-willed person and i'm better than you 
Stefan, well, damn. I'm speaking to you directly. Well, thanks, man. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I'll, I've seen uh, I've seen Robbie played a bit. It looks interesting. It reminds me of that kind of combat too, Assassin's Creed Spider-Man type style combat. Um, yeah, that's fair. But it's like I said, just incredibly. Oh, those games are easy mode all the way. Well, while, while that game is fucking impossible. Like the first time I. I sent a text because uh, what happens is each time you die, you get older and you get like a multiplier as well. So if you die like five times in a row without killing a certain enemy, then you'll age like five up. Like you'll be five years older instead of just one so year the, older. So the goal is to become old. No, definitely not. When you become old, well, like once you hit your 70s, game's up, the game is over. Um, you want to stay as young as possible. And so after playing for a bunch, I finally beat the first three levels uh at age 20, which is your base level that you, your base age that you start off on. Right. Uh, but when you die, that age carries over. So I, I originally beat the first level at like age 30 or something like that. And so that carried over to the next stage. So I just kept playing the first stage over and over until I got younger and younger. So that way I had more wiggle room essentially. Um, but notoriously the second boss is like where the learning curve just shoots right up. Uh, I fought the second boss, and within like five minutes, I aged like fifty years. So I just so the most fitting text I sent to someone is like, "How do you like in the game?" Was the Saving Private Ryan thing where Matt Damon turns from like a young man to an old man in just a second? I'm like, that is, yeah. this is the most fitting gif for this fucking game I could ever think of. Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, but yeah, a lot of fun, really solid. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn comes out tomorrow, but I'm not going to play it for, until I. Play the shit out of Elden Ring because that is my bay for the next while. Did you get the game? Is Elden Ring out? Uh, next week. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's my uh, my main priority. And then I'm going to New York uh, in a little while. Not today, but like next month I'm going to New York. So I'll, like, I'll, I'll lose out on some time to play and shit like that. So who knows what will happen? Who knows? Maybe hey, I'll uh, have a girlfriend next week. Who fucking knows? Uh, when you're, how long are you gonna be in New York for? Why are you gonna you gonna send Gutter Boy to fuck me up or something like that so you can take my spot? Yeah, sure. Oh, uh, cool. All right. Well, uh, just not too long. Like, not even a full week. Cool. Uh, if you want to do a podcast in New York, that might be fun. No, definitely not. I will <laughs> okay. not have you intrude on my vacation. Yeah, I was figuring. And then my sister, who I'll be uh, rooming with while I'm there, will definitely not be appreciative of that. No. Um, so when when do you leave for your trip? Also, how would you even know I'm in New York? Because I would just be like, I could even right now be like, I'm in New York right now. Whoa. Yeah, you could just because we're on the internet. Um, cool, man. Well, not- so are we are we gonna, are we going to not do the podcast that week? Probably. Or uh, either no, or we could do it early. Okay, I'm cool with maybe doing it early. Yeah, because I'll leave on like a Wednesday, so we could do it Tuesday. Possibly. That works for me. Yeah, this is like this coming Tuesday. No, uh, a couple couple weeks away. Then okay, cool. Very I nice. don't necessarily want to say exactly what I'm going. I don't hey, want to be yeah, specific you, Yeah, I know you don't want to dox yourself, but all right, all right, all right. Well, I, and you said you're going to see Batman while you're there, right? Yeah, so that's a good indicator of what I'm going. Nice. Uh, yeah, so that's that's gonna be exciting uh, seeing Batman in New York because uh, Batman takes place in New York. Just kidding, no, it doesn't. But I was know, talking whatever. to uh, I was talking to Gutter Boy earlier today, and he's really excited for Batman. This is how we lose our one listener. 
Yeah, this is how we lose anybody this, who's this listening. Is, yeah, this is like they're gonna show up, and we're just gonna like really fucking ride the fact that they gave us their time of the day, and it'd be like, wow, you know what? I, I don't have it in me. <laughs> no. You know, whatever. That's fine. All right. Uh, what was what was your other topic? My other topic is thanks for listening to the Empty Glass podcast. <laughs> oh, so when I try to end it, that's where it's the fucking problem. But you end it, it's like, oh yeah, this is, I wanted, this I is I the right to, time. I said I wanted to go about an extra ten minutes. We've got about an extra ten minutes. No, we haven't. We still have the, the fucking twenty seconds. Uh, the uh, fucking forty seconds left. I can't. Do forty math. seconds left. Well, let me use those forty seconds to tell everybody thanks for listening to the Empty Glass podcast. Make sure to go to theemptyglasspodcast.com if you want to get and uh, on the on the social media apps. All the podcast apps are there. All of our links are there. So uh, follow us here on the Twitch stream. We try to do this once a week. And yeah, it's always- so far it's working out that every Thursday we're kind of doing this. So right. if Anyone like this? I don't know why you would uh, check us check back on this next Thursday. I mean, clearly, if you want us to talk to you or make fun of you or anything like that, we clearly do it. So feel free to join us if you like. Yeah, please join us on the Twitch stream. It's a little more interactive, and you can get in on the podcast with us. So that's pretty fun. That's twitch.com slash the empty glass podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bye, bye, guys. See ya. <laughs>